start out in this week's Torah portion by God again appearing to Abraham in the land of Israel. We learned in last week's podcast about how God only revealed himself to Abraham once he arrived on the land itself, because there's a unique energy in this place where we see in the biblical text that the Shekhinah, which is known as a more tangible presence of God, dwells in the land. So it says that right after God appeared to Abraham, he sees three men, which we learn are angels, and Abraham runs towards them. Because Abraham is a man that runs to God, that runs to do good, that runs to be close to the divine. So he told the angels, here, let me give you a little piece of bread and a little bit of water. But in reality, he told Sarah and his entire household to prepare a feast. These three angels tell Abraham and Sarah that they will soon have a son, Isaac, next year. God then tells Abraham that Sodom and Gomorrah will be destroyed because they had become so evil. They were cities of sin. So a recurring theme that we see explicitly and implicitly written is that improper behavior in the land warrants one to be kicked out or destroyed, as we see here with Sodom and Gomorrah. And right afterwards, in Genesis 18:19, there's something so important but quite overlooked. Here, we finally discover why God chose Abraham, out of all the people in the world, to share God's teachings. And it's so powerful, it's so beautiful, yet it's so fundamental and simple. And it goes like this, quote, For I have singled him out that he may instruct his children to keep the way of God, by doing what is just and right, in order that God may bring out for Abraham what has been promised to him. End quote. So why did God single Abraham out? What was his merit? It was because he would instruct his children and future generations of what is right and just. Isn't that beautiful? He chose Abraham because he knew that he would teach his children and their children's children, and the world about righteousness, about compassion, about generosity, about love, and about serving God to the world. The Torah continues with two of the angels going to Sodom, where Lot, having learned of hospitality to the stranger by witnessing the examples from Abraham, which by the way, is so important, because when you see someone acting righteously, when you see someone doing good, you can't help but also become influenced to do good. The same can be said in reverse, however, with bad influences. But here in this example, we see Lot, who we know wasn't the most righteous person, can still be influenced to do good. And Lot tries to save the visitors from the mob outside their house, but the visitors end up saving Lot and urge him to leave the city before it's destroyed. Okay, fast forward because there's so much in this Torah portion that we can't get to all of it. Now, subsequently after, Abraham, fearing that he might be blamed for Sodom and Gomorrah and bringing consciousness and compassion, which were the antithesis of what happened in the plains of Mamre, he leaves and he travels to Gerar, where the king Avimelech then abducts Sarah, but later releases her when God comes to him in a dream. Later, 
the king Avimelech, seeing that Abraham is so connected to God that he makes a pact with him that there should be no more war or conflict among them or their descendants. That pact was made in what we learned was called Beersheba, which is still here today, just an hour's drive from where I'm sitting. And after this agreement, Abraham plants a tree and builds an altar to God. Why? Because this was Abraham's practice. By creating an altar, he wanted to show and to teach everybody about what is God and making his name known to them. Okay, at the same time, we learn that Sarah gives birth to Isaac. The name Isaac comes from the root word of laughter, and his name means he will laugh. For everyone will laugh of joy when they hear about the miraculous news that a child was born to Abraham and Sarah, who have prayed and begged for decades to have a child. And it was miraculous because Abraham and Sarah were both a hundred years old. And Sarah, as we learned, was even postmenopausal. Abraham then circumcised his child, Isaac, and for many years, Isaac is growing up embraced by the love of his parents, when God comes to Abraham in his final test. God calls out to Abraham, for which Abraham responds, here I am. And God tells him, you know your son, your son that you prayed and wished for, take him to a specific mountain, which we later know is Mount Moriah, which later becomes the home of the temple here in Jerusalem. There, God says, you will kill your child Isaac and offer him as a burnt offering. And you know what Abraham did after he heard this commandment? After he heard that he had to take the son that he prayed for for so many years? You know what Abraham did? He didn't argue with God. He didn't stall. He got up early the very next day and took a journey of three days traveling from Beersheba to what we know now as Jerusalem. And Abraham took his son, bound up his legs and hands so that he couldn't escape. And just as he raises his arm, the moment that God saw the true faithfulness of Abraham, God sent an angel to stop him. This was the final and 10th test for Abraham. And God saw that Abraham was truly faithful and worthy of being the envoy for God's teachings on earth. Now I'm going to share with you an amazing secret hidden in the text about this mountain where the binding of Isaac happened, Mount Moriah, which I mentioned previously is located in Jerusalem, where the Temple Mount stood. Okay, in Genesis 22:14, we see, and Abraham named that site Adonai Yireh, which means on the mountain of the Lord, he will be seen. The Hebrew word for seen is Yireh. And look how crazy this is. When I learned it, it kind of blew my mind. We know from last week's podcast that the king Malitzedek was the king of Shalem, whose kingdom includes what we know today as Jerusalem. Now, what happens when you connect the name Yure and Shalem is that we get Yerushalayim, which is the name for Jerusalem. The location of the city was already hinted to in the text. 
And this is why the mountain, which was chosen by God for this particular event, was so important. Because on that very mountain, hundreds of years later, Abraham's descendants would make a point of offering their sacrifices to God on the very same mountain. And God's presence dwelled on that same mountain from the time of Abraham until today, the same exact place where the temple was built, a temple for all nations, for everyone to come together to pray to a common God, where everyone's prayers could be heard and answered, a place where God wanted to dwell and be worshipped. In following the binding of Isaac, God says, I will bestow my blessing upon you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven and the sands on the seashore. And your descendants shall seize the gates of their foes and all the nations of the earth shall bless themselves by your descendants because you have obeyed my commandment. This is why the Jewish people are still here against all odds because we come from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their children and their children's children throughout the generations to be here to teach the ways of the Lord. And just like Lot was saved in the merit of Abraham, so too were the Jews today still here in the merit of Abraham. That's it for this week's podcast. Please make sure to follow us at Miracles from Israel for more podcasts and miracles from the land of Israel into your hearts and home. Somebody was a watching. Somebody was a watching. Somebody was a watching.